Have you ever met a professional football player up close? You ever wonder what they think about? Maybe they think about knocking people down all the time. Maybe they like to think about running over people and chasing people down all the time. Have you ever also wondered, can you be a professional athlete, such as a professional football player, and be a real Christian? Well, you're going to have the opportunity today to meet three professional football players up close. I want to welcome you to Creation Training Radio and TV. I'm your host, Mike Riddle, president and founder of Creation Training Initiative. And with me, we have three very special guests today. And I'd like to each of have you introduce yourselves and tell us what team you play for and what position you play. My name is Cedric Pierman, and I play running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Hi, my name is Vinny Ray. I play linebacker also for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, you're one of the people who likes to knock people down, aren't you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Hi, I'm Ryan Whalen, and I play wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals also. And people knock you down, don't they? Yes, I, I, I try to stay away from people knocking <laughs> okay. me down. Okay. Well, let's answer some of those questions today. Can you be a football player and be a professional athlete? And I'd like to start with uh, Sed again. You like to be called Sed. That's what, that's right. And I'd like to know something about your background. Uh, what, did you play uh, football in high school? Do you have any other sports you played? And I've met you a number of occasions, and I also know you're quite a track athlete, too, one of my favorite sports. So give us a little bit of your background, how you grew up in sports. Um, well, I grew up on, uh, on a tobacco farm, actually. Grew up in a two-parent home. Um, really grew up following my grandfather around on the farm. So he was like my right-hand man. Whenever you wanted to find me, just look for my grandfather. I'm sure to be right there, you know, alongside him. So. Grew up on a tobacco farm, taught me a lot about hard work and discipline. And, uh, you know, sports-wise, I grew up playing uh, basketball, football, of course, and uh, ran some track, too. Track was probably my, my favorite sport. Um, 100, 200 meter, probably my favorite events. And I knew, I know I wouldn't want to have raced against you because your times were faster than mine. Just a little bit. <laughs> yes, just a little bit. Uh, Benny, how about you? Well, um, I'm from Queens, New York, uh, born and raised there, and from the age of six, I've been playing sports all year round, whether it was basketball, baseball, or football, and um, I love playing sports, and uh, I mean, I love football. My favorite reason for playing football is because it's something you can always get better at. Um, it doesn't matter if someone's more talented than you, faster, bigger, stronger. Um, if you devote time to it and um, are passionate about it, you can always get better. And like people say, any given Sunday, you can outplay your opponent. I like that. Uh, Ryan, what about your background? Where'd you go to? Uh, what were your sports background? How'd you grow up? I'm from uh, Alamo, California in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I grew up playing everything, basketball, baseball, um, swimming, soccer. I didn't actually play football until I got to high school. I was always really small, and uh, some of the local coaches said, told my parents, if, if you're athletic enough, you'll be able to pick it up. So I played a couple years of flag football, but I didn't play tackle football until I got to high school my freshman year, and I played basketball as well through high school. And, um, and, and basketball was really the, the sport that I loved most at first, but I grew to love football and have opportunities playing it. Well, I've never played professional football. I've never put the gear on, but I did play tackle football in the United States Marine Corps. We just didn't put anything on. We just went out and tackled each other. <laughs> Luckily, I'm still here today. Now, what college did you go to, Cedric? Uh, I went to the University of Virginia. And uh, what did you major in there? 
Uh, they're a major then in sociology. Sociology. So you got me all figured out now, don't you? Um, not quite. Okay. <laughs> Vinny, where'd you go to school? I went to Duke University, and I also majored in sociology and theater as well. Okay. So you know how to act when you get on the field? <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, bit. Okay. <laughs> and Ryan, where'd you go to school again? I went to Stanford University, and I majored in science, technology, and society. Did you meet somebody special there? Uh, I met a lot of people that were special there, okay. but um, particularly my wife, Shelly. Okay. We met uh, our freshman year at Stanford. We were in the same dorm, actually, and uh, we crossed paths a lot. She was an athlete as well. She did gymnastics, and uh, so we started dating there and, and uh, got married this past year. Oh, well, congratulations. I understand she was quite an athlete in gymnastics. Yeah, she was. She was a, a team captain and uh, a really good athlete, probably better than I am. Maybe we'll have her on sometime <laughs> doing some gymnastics things here for us. Yeah. She put on a good show. Now, question. In, in football, um, can you be a Christian and be a football player? I, I definitely think so. Um, wait, 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 wait. Is being a Christian knocking people down? <laughs> now, I want to go to Vinny on this one, because Vinny, you, you had one of the best examples I've ever heard on this. And you were in church one day, and the pastor was talking about Ephesians, the full armor of God. And he talked about the helmet of salvation. Could you go through that with us for a moment? Uh, I thought this was an excellent piece there that uh, Vinny did. Well, um, Pastor Bill at a High Park Baptist Church, he, he was going through um, Ephesians chapter 6, and he was going through the helmet of salvation. And um, it just kind of reminded me of when I step on the field um, as a linebacker, as a defensive player, my job, um, once I put my helmet on, I'm... I'm a different person. My job is to get the ball. And um, whoever has the ball, I'm trying to get it off of them by trying to hit them as hard as possible. And um, it's it's a game of passion. And when you ask, can you be a Christian and a football player? It's, I mean, it, I believe that being a Christian um, would enhance your abilities on the field. I believe it has with me um, because a Christian is not like a part of my life. It is my life. It's what I, it's what I do. And um, I'm stepping on the field and playing football. Um, it gives me great passion. I, I have passion that I feel like I, I um, other people on the team um, feel it off of me and kind of play off of me because I'm very, very passionate. I have a lot of desire to um, praise God with how I play. And I want to go out there and do everything very polished and everything. Um, as perfect as possible. Now, Sid and Ryan, do you feel like martyrs out there? Because you're the ones people are trying to knock down all the time. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Uh, well, if I'm getting knocked down all the time, I'm probably not doing my job quite as well as I should be. Um, but it's just it just comes with the territory. Being a wide receiver, sometimes you got to come across the middle and uh, and take a big hit. But the reward uh, of making a first down or a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Is, is far greater than the, the temporary pain for me. Yeah, I've run across people and say, how could you be in this sport or that sport and be a real Christian? Well, I've been in the computer field for many, many years. You know, in the computer field, we make a lot of mistakes and we do some things that aren't quite right all the time. So can you be a computer person and be a Christian? It comes down to that. People have different professions and some of those different professions don't necessarily do everything ethical all the time. So we have to be careful before we label somebody can you be this and still be a Christian? Because a lot of professions aren't always doing the Christian thing correctly. But yet, 
We're told to be in the world and witnessing to a non-believing world. And that's where you three stand right now. You're being a witness, not only by what you say, but how you act. In other words, when you get knocked down, you're not going to get up there and hit the other guy again, are you? No. No, you're going to get up, and that's part of your, your witness, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And said, I've seen you get knocked down a few times, too. <laughs> and I've always seen you knock people down. <laughs> but I'd like to go, how did you become a believer? Did you grow up a believer, or was something in your life that changed you? Well, I grew up going to church, um, and as I look back on things now, and I, or I share my testimony, I always talk about it, um, that I was a pretty pretty self-righteous person. You know, I believed that my faith in Jesus and my goodness would get me into heaven, so that was pretty much the prevailing ideology or thought that I had. In other words, you were more of a religious person than a real Christian. Yes, <laughs> definitely outwardly religious, but inwardly um, just a mess, just wicked in my heart. I did what came naturally, but all the while I professed to be a Christian, and it was like that for over 20 years wow. um, of my life for a very long time, just mm -hmm. outwardly doing religious things. And um, it just happened through, you know, um, a couple of cir circumstances in my life that God, you know, put brothers in my life who were who were true believers, mm -hmm. who loved the Lord, but who also loved me. And I know who were praying for me. And, uh, you know, I, I just remember um, a, a guy giving me a, a sermon to listen to. And it was I was caught in a place where I had no choice but to listen to it. Um, ended up listening to it and I just became convicted um, that I wasn't a Christian and that the way I had lived previously was, you know, not in line with God's word. And uh, ever since that day, you know, I don't know if I was saved that day, but I know that's when the change began to happen in my life. There's a lot of people out there today that are sitting in those pews and we call it uh, false conversions. They may believe they're saved, but are you really saved? See, it's more than head knowledge, isn't it? It's got to be down here in the heart. Do you really believe and trust Jesus Christ and Him alone as your Lord and Savior? That's what it gets to. In other words, biology textbooks, physics textbooks, and anything else can't be our authority. Do we really believe the Word of God? And aren't you thankful that God sent somebody into your life that would preach that Word to you that day? Yeah, definitely. Someone who wasn't afraid to you know, come to me and even call me out in my, in my sin. Someone who was bold with me if I hadn't had that then who knows where yeah I'm, I don't know how many people out there that would come up and talk to you folks because <laughs> you kind of tower over them you look a little big <laughs> Vinny how did you did you grow up a Christian or did you have something that happened in your life that changed you well um I grew up also in the church like said um I couldn't tell you what what day I I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior um maybe I six or seven apparently that's what people tell me but um there were there were many things that i can remember that happened that were pivotal points in my life um but one that i like to tell is um at the age of 15 uh, just being in a youth group i was um, a part of like food pantry i, I was always a part of things trying to uh, doing a lot of things um i just like to do things in the church i enjoyed it uh, but one day at the age of 15, um, these, these young men came to our church um, and they, they performed there. That There were a group called Cross Movement, which was a Christian mm -hmm. rap group that was based in Philadelphia. And um, the drive to New York wasn't too far. So they came out and 
it was like an um, it was just an amazing weekend. They actually spoke with the youth of our church um, in a, in a group, and it was about four or five of them. And it's something that I'll never forget. Um, just seeing people who uh, maybe five to ten years older than me, kind of looked like me, kind of spoke like me, but um, they were they were different in their in the fact that they were Christians and they were they were really about about the Christian life. And it was so cool to me because it was very different from what you see um, in in the music business on TV when you watch mm -hmm. uh, if you watch MTV or you watch whatever on TV they were very different in that way in their morality and just the way they spoke so it was something that I've never forgotten and that night I went home and started a journal and it was it, that's been something awesome to me just to be able to go back and look look back at that time look at my thoughts at that time and see how far I've come mm -hmm. and um it's been it's it's been great uh, just continually growing through high school through college and then being able to be around um, Christians on the team um, especially said and Ryan just being able to be around guys like this on the team to um, to see how um, how they take how they take football seriously. Mm -hmm. um, I always use Ryan as an example of um, in the off season April May when I mean. People, we, we're here, but it's, you don't really have to take it that serious because it's not in season in terms of football, but he's always out there um, doing extra drills, doing um, doing extra running, doing extra work. And um, it's it's an example of how to, of how to use your time wisely mm -hmm. and um, take it serious and be prepared for when your opportunity comes. So... Yeah, so when you have a passion for something, it's not like work all the time, is it? You look forward to it. Mm -hmm. And um, just saying the word passion, um, I just wanted to uh, talk a little bit about, um, um, at, like you say, being a, a defensive player, you're always um, on the attack. You're trying yes. to get the person who has the ball and run through anyone who's trying to stop you. But um, as defensive players, we, we like to pride ourselves on being tough guys. We want to be tough. And... Um, an example of toughness that I tell people, I tell when I go to maybe a church, um, some youth, I, I tell them an example of toughness is Jesus Christ. I think, in my opinion, he's the ultimate example of toughness. And one example is um, in uh, the garden before he was going to go um, and go to be crucified. Um, he asked his father to take this cup from me. He said, I don't want to go through this. However, if it's your will, if it's if it's your will, I'll do it. And that's toughness to me, because um, especially in football, there are certain things that you may not want to do. Um, you may not want to go right back out there on, on special teams after you were just on defense or on offense. But for the betterment of the team, that's toughness to do something for the betterment of everyone else. And I think the um, Bible and Jesus Christ is an excellent example. Great testimony there. Yeah. Ryan, did how did you grow up? Uh, were you a Christian or something happened in your life to change you? Uh, similar to San and Vinny, I grew up going to church. Um, I was baptized when I was probably 10 years old. And during middle school, I started going to youth group. And I had um, prayed the prayer, a, a sinner's prayer. I don't know if I raised my hand, you know, and everyone had their heads bowed and someone led in a prayer and raised your hand. And so that kind of, at that point, 
I thought that that I was a Christian, and um, I didn't know God going through high school. I didn't I didn't know anything about God. As you had mentioned, it was a head knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I believed in Jesus Christ that He was the Son of God that He died for my sins, and I through from that point on through high school and through part of college, I essentially I was trusting in a prayer that I prayed. Mm-hmm. Um, my I believed in Jesus, but I didn't. It, he wasn't Lord of my life. I didn't trust Him with my life, with all all aspects of my life. And there wasn't any repentance of sin. The pattern and the lifestyle that I was living wasn't in line with what God's Word said. I hadn't turned away from sin. Um, I was merely living um, in my sin, but professing faith. Mm-hmm. And people always ask me, "Well, what changed?" And uh, you know what happened, and it's really by the grace of God. He 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 used people in my life. He used books. Um, he used people praying for me. But ultimately, um, I give God the praise because because it was Him, and it was my junior year, 2010, that God really convicted me of my sin. He opened my eyes to see that the way that I was living um, was offensive to God and was sinful, and He gave me. A new heart and new desires to please him and it was at that point on that I trusted Christ with with all areas of my life and and began walking with him and so I'm not sure exactly at what point I was saved but I believe that was when I became a Christian according to what God's Word says wow. so three somewhat similar testimonies here uh, you were you were all three weren't sure at one time but you had the, the head start on everybody there you had head start. But all three of you are more advanced than I was because I wasn't a Christian, Bible-living Christian. I was 30 years old. I was just running from God and didn't grow up in the church and just ran and ran and ran until one day it got a hold of me and changed my life forever. Now, I got an important question. You all three go to church now, right? Yeah, that, that's an important part of being a Christian is fellowship, isn't it? Uh, I want you to think about this. Uh, and I'll start here with you, Seth. Uh, what do you look for in a church? If, for you to attend a church, you're, you're a professional athlete, and people look up to you as being a, that, uh, did that level of professional. What do you look for in a church? If you were going to go to a church, what would you, what do you want to have happen in that church? Um, well, when coming, when I first came here to Cincinnati, um, I did one of those like nine marks. I don't know if people out there are familiar with nine marks, but the nine marks church search. That's exactly how we found our church. Okay, Going to great. nine marks and look and see this is what they believe and, and that's where we want to go to. Yeah, so I did that and one of the churches that came up was Hyde Park Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I ended up going there and in going there, one of the things that I think I was looking for was I was looking for what, what kind of preaching do they do there. That was number one on my list. So um, I had heard of this thing called expositional preaching, line by line expositions. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, taking uh, books at a time and going through them line by, by line. You can't skip over the difficult parts. You can't pick and choose, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> what you want to preach on. And so I went to Hyde Park Baptist Church, and uh, I think one of the fir- the the first uh, sermon that was preached on was forgiveness out of Matthew. Um, Pastor Bill preached out of there and line by line exposition, and um, it was a really you know convicting sermon, and uh, really something that I I remember I remember for the rest of my life. So that's one of the things that you know I, I look for is exposition expositional preaching. 
that's one of the things I look for too. Expository preaching, line by line in each one of the books. Nothing skipped. I, that's one of that's one of the reasons I went there. And also I saw in there, nine marks, they believe the Bible starting from the very beginning. That was they believed the creation account in Genesis. And that was a big thing for me also. And not many churches do that. Now I got a question for you. Talking about forgiveness. When somebody knocks you down, <laughs> you don't tell them I forgive you, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. No. Maybe later. later you're thinking about that. They're doing their job. Exactly. <laughs> now, that wouldn't be a very good sign of toughness. Well, I forgive you for knocking me down. <laughs> that wouldn't work very well then. Right. Later. It's part of their job. Vinny, how about you? What, what did you look for in a church? Well, um, I, I was just look for a church that preaches the Bible. Um, just instead of, I mean, instead of always just hearing stories, I, I like to hear the Bible because... I'm home when I'm home during the week or I'm I'm reading and I'm trying to understand and I want to hear from somebody who knows more than me and hear what they have to say and then I can go back and read what they said and say okay I understand better um but in terms of uh like expository preaching and uh, the nine marks I didn't know any of that when I came to uh Cincinnati my rookie year um, I I ended up going to High Park Baptist Church because Seb was going there, and also because being from New York City, I didn't have a license. I didn't even know how to drive, so I would he would always give me a ride <laughs> home, give me a ride to the stadium. So I just ride with him everywhere. So um, I I just ended up going by the grace of God with him. Okay, and Ryan, how about yourself? It's a uh, the same thing for me. I became friends with Cedric when I got here three years ago during training camp, and uh, and he was going to Hyde Park uh, Baptist Church at the time, and so I started going with him as well. And I, I think if you would ask me this a couple years ago, what do I look for in a church, I, I probably um, wouldn't really have known how to answer it. And um, by the grace of God, I think I've, I've learned more to know what is important, and what I've really appreciated and grown to learn is um, good biblical teaching. Um, and spending a lot of the portion of a church service teaching God's word um, how it is. And I've been to other churches and that sometimes you spend a couple minutes with the meet and greet and you spend 10 minutes doing announcements and you have a 15-minute sermon um, where there's some stories or two or three verses, but you're not really learning. And um, God's word is, is the most important thing. And so that, that would be number one for me. Well, that's a good question uh, I have for everybody out there. Is your church telling stories or are they teaching line by line through the Bible so that you can learn the truth about God's Word? What a great testimony all three of you have there. Hyde Park Baptist Church. You know, what we're going to do after this session, we're going to bring, I'd like to bring that pastor in, Pastor Bill Rillo, bring him in. And listen, we're going to talk about what he actually does in that church to have three professional football players like yourselves want to attend that church. Now, final question here. If you're thinking back, your football career, could be college, could be high school, could be with the Cincinnati Bengals, what would be one of the highlights? Give me one of your highlights. It could be running 100 yards for a touchdown. It could be tackling three people at the same time. Uh, what would be one of the highlights you think about? Go ahead, Seth. I'll, okay, I'll go first. Um... One of my highlights, uh, I remember it was 2005 um, when we were playing, it was a night game 
um, playing Florida Florida State, and uh, we hadn't beaten Florida State in a long time, and they were I think they were, they were ranked way high, they were ranked pretty high, and I just remember it was just this magical night. It was uh, ten years um, before that we had uh, we had beaten Florida State on like a last second goal line stop. And uh, so the atmosphere was crazy. The fans were in a frenzy. We were at home, and we ended up winning winning the ball game. I don't remember the score, but I just remember the fans, students stormed the field, and uh, it was a crazy experience. So that's one of the highlights, I think. Isn't it nice to have those in your background? It is. Very nice. But now you have something better to look forward to, don't you? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Exactly. Exactly. Vinny, yeah. uh, what would be one of your highlights? Um... Say, Don't say knocking down announcers and things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say uh, in 2004, my senior year in high school, um, I it's fall of 2004, and we were playing against a school where I'm from. I'm at um, I'm actually I'm from Far Rockaway, Queens, and um, three blocks away from Far Rock High School, and I didn't go there. I ended up going to a school that was two hours away on, I had to take uh, buses and two trains to get to school. But um, all of the people who went to Far Rock High School, I knew the, I knew everyone there. So they, we played each other and um, in the second quarter, I ended up having an interception and I ran almost a hundred yards for a touchdown. And it was just amazing because just going against the guy, I caught the interception off of, I, we were pretty good friends. So it was, it was pretty cool. Did he forgive you? <laughs> he forgave me. Okay. <laughs> Talking about forgiveness again. Yeah. Ryan, how about you? Uh, I guess uh, I guess that's come full circle with Vinny because a couple weeks ago he had an interception for a touchdown um, yes. uh, on, a, on a big stage. I remember watching that on TV, too. Yeah. But for me, the, the biggest thing I like to tell people about is, as I mentioned earlier, I went to Stanford. And the year before I got there, the Stanford was 1-11. So... Five, ten years ago, people, everybody knows who Stanford is because of their academic reputation mm -hmm. and their success in a lot of other sports, and football wasn't one of them. Um, Stanford was was very poor for a lot of years, and the year before I got there, they were 1-11, and uh, I came in at the same time as Coach Jim Harbaugh, the current coach of the 49ers, um, with a lot of guys, and each year we improved. My freshman year, we were um, we won four games, and then... The next year we won five, and then we won eight. And my senior year, we won. Um, tw we went twelve and one, and we won the Orange Bowl. Um, and it was, it was just really, it was a really great experience to see, to be a part of, and see the transformation that took place um, on the culture of the team, the way that guys, how guys worked so hard um, to turn a program around, and to to be a part of that. Uh, the best year in the school's history and that kind of the, the accumulation of that at the end of the year, winning the Orange Bowl in Miami was something that I'll always remember. Wow. Yeah. Three great experiences. And aren't experiences like that wonderful? You can look back on them, but at the same time, in your position in life right now, you even have something better to look forward to. And each one of you mentioned that as part of your testimony. It's the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, and Him alone that's leading your life now. But see, you can be a real Christian. And play professional football. We've got three examples of it right here. Maybe sometime in the future, I'd like to have all three of you back here again sometime and uh, 
talk about some of the things you do. Said uh, how you witness to other team members. All three of you witness to other team members out there because they're real people too, and God loves them also, doesn't He? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for being part of this show this time, this session. Uh, next session, we're going to bring on that pastor, Bill Rillo. What does he teach at Hyde Park Baptist Church that draws professional athletes there to learn not stories, but the true word of God from the very beginning? And I want to thank you, and God bless all of you for watching this show. If these lessons had been a blessing to you, you might consider financially supporting the Ministry of Creation Training Initiative. You can do this by going to our website, creationtraining.org. Again, that's creationtraining.org. Your tax-deductible donation of just $20, $50 or more a month, or a one-time gift of any amount will make you an education partner in building an army of Christian educators who can teach the biblical account of creation and train others to be able to defend their faith and be biblically faithful to God's word as it states in 1 Peter 3.15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Thank you.